This is The Motivation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Juju Tettles Coast to Coast, a podcast that talks about what's important on and off the match. It's a time. It's that time again. It's time for 40s with friends. I got Cousin Ant. I got Fonzo. What's going on, homies? Good shit, man. It's fun day. Fun day, Sunday. Sunday, fun day, however you want to say it. Um, So we're just going to be having some fun today talking about some good-ass topics. I got some good for you guys tonight. Um, So... Excited to share with you guys. How about you guys? How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing all right. You know, I've been busy with everything going on. Got some big moves happening. and uh, But I'm looking forward to having this uh, little conversation and talk with you guys. Movie that you got putting on, fool? You can be the lead role there? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. I'll shoot. They should play okay. uh, a movie off my life. All right. <laughs> Fucking... A woman from the big city comes back from fucking New York City to Oklahoma, your home little town, and you show her all she needs to make it in life is has been with her all the time. Bro, I think you've been watching <laughs> Sex in the City too much. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know, man. That's what I thought you were doing. All right. Well, whatever you're doing, man, I wish you luck. I thought that's what Thanks, you were doing. Thanks, man. No, man, I'm actually uh, – Attack it with 100% of your full effort, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> all right how about you frank how you doing uh, i'm doing great hey man it's sunday we had some great fights last night we just wrapped up who's number one got spring break coming around the corner and you know what that means adcc trials bam my dog is stoked i'm stoked the whole country's stoked uh it's gonna be one of the biggest I think this is the biggest ADCC trials in the history of ADCC. Oh, like I think they they had to cap it because they had a thousand competitors. So that's like, oh, I mean, there's only five weight classes, so that's like 200 competitors per weight class. So it's going to be a great weekend of jujitsu. Uh, I'm super looking forward to that, and that's already just around the corner. Like I said, uh, now we're going to be recording for with friends. So uh, should we give everybody a little preview of what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, let's do it. All right, tease them topics, boys. Cuz, what you gonna talk about? Actually, you know what? I've been wanting to talk about. You know, we I, I've talked with you a few few times about it, and you know, you talked about uh, you know what's making. You know, this is the the spot where we talk about what you know what's really bothering us, what we're really doing, dealing with, and talking about. And you know, one of the things that I uh, I was working on one of my class projects and uh, this week, and it got me thinking, and it was just uh, one of my topics we were talking about is how politics have just ruined, you know, have ruined relationships and how it's changed over the years and stuff. And so I, I just want to get your guys' uh, thoughts on it and talk about, you know, that. And I don't want to get into the whole, you know, this side, that side and everything, but just the, the part about how it's, you know, ruining some real big relationships. And, you know, even, you know, you know, you and I, you know, we're, we're very different, but, you know, how that could, you know, has created some big issues for a lot of people out there. So that's my topic this week. All right, cool. What about you, Fonzo? Well, I'm going to go ahead and keep um, going with some weird-ass topics like I usually do just because they catch my attention. And um, this is something that I've always kind of been fascinated about since I was a kid. Uh, You know, science fiction, you know, Frank, you know, I love science fiction and, you know, watching Star Wars and, you know, all those other movies and stuff like that. So what I'm talking about today is called the Kardashev scale. Um, And I'll explain it in in, in detail what it is and, and, you know, why I'm so fascinated by it right now. Um, But, yeah, it's basically just about civilizations dude who are we where we are where we're going in the future it's all about the future you know that's kind of one of the things that i think for a lot of kids um you know we're always wondering about so it's kind of like brings out the kid in me so that's what i'm talking about today sweet i can't wait to hear more about this i try to do a little bit of research myself but i I just started going down a crazy rabbit hole so hopefully you can (laughs) shift right on that topic i'm gonna be talking about when Keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> 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 with internet trolls. 
And I'm going to add a cherry on top. And I'm going to tell a story that involves yours truly. Should be a good, funny story. And then I'm also going to talk, be talking about a podcast that I came across, uh, I don't know, maybe about a month or so ago. I don't know if you guys remember when I, I sent the link to everybody to check out this podcast. It was like a six-episode podcast about a Mexican singer from the 80s, early, actually early, late 80s, early 90s, uh, Chanino Sanchez. And the yeah. name of the podcast was called Idolo, the Ballad of Chalino Sanchez. So uh, it was a pretty cool podcast. Uh, I was expecting. I'll, I'll talk about what, what, how it went down and what I expected and what I actually got out of it. Um, so who wants to go first? Um, I, I'm really interested in hearing that first story, man. How about you go first? Throw that one at us. When keeping it real goes wrong. Oh, okay. When keeping it real goes wrong. So let me start off with this little story here. So this story takes us back to when I was like second or third grade. So how old are you when you're in second, third grade? Like nine, seven, 10? maybe eight, seven. Okay. Say, say I was seven, eight, nine. It might, it might have been oh. around that time. Let's say I was seven. And so I have myself, like I'm sure a lot of the listeners out there, you probably either have a cousin or you know of a person named Chewy. And I can say this name without identifying who this person actually is because there's like a kajillion Chewies out there. So this is our cousin Chewy. Takes us back to when I was in, like I said, I was seven years old. And at the time, um, for some reason, the, you, dude, you never get phone calls. But my mom calls me and says, hey, Chewy wants to talk to you on the phone. And I'm like, all right, what's going on? So we're talking on the phone and Chewy's like, Hey, I got Kevin over here. Kevin says he can beat your ass. Well, at this time, we were like complete savages, dude, because every weekend we would watch WWF and we would throw the mattresses down on the floor and just go at it. Like all Chewy's friends, me, like, dude, we're just going at it. Like freaking limbs getting bent back, people's eyes getting busted. People going home with chichones all over. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were fighting, dude. We were fighting. And so I was a few years younger than Chewy's friend. So I was like, dude, I will tear up Kevin. And so because I wanted to be a badass and I, I wanted to impress my older cousin, I just started talking mad, mad crap to this kid named Kevin. And, and same thing, Kevin, everything that I was, it was like Chewy was on the phone. I was telling Chewy and then Chewy would tell Kevin. Then Kevin would tell <laughs> Chewy something and then Chewy would tell me. And dude, we went like, it was, it went like that every day until Saturday. Cause on Friday I went to go spend the night and then Saturday was going to be fight day. <laughs> All right. So well, do you remember? Do you, Do you remember any of the sick burns that you were telling Chewy to tell Kevin? I don't remember. I I would have personally I gone with like. I would have personally gone with like, like Kevin is a stupid name anyways. Who the fuck's name is Kevin? Stupid ass. Your mom is stupid. <laughs> you know how I know your mom is stupid, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry to all the Kevins uh, well, out there. I'm just playing. Sorry, Kev. A lot of much love, Kevin. We really love you. All it was keys. probably those. Uh, remember those MTV Yo Mama jokes and everything? Wasn't that big around that time? Oh, this was way before that, dude. This was like in the '80s. You know what I'm saying? I'm 45 right now. I'm talking about when I was seven. <laughs> I'm not good at math, so somebody tell us in the comments how what year do was. that right now. All right, so um. Yeah, so dude, we 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 set it up. We got we uh all the adults in the house were like up front and all the kids went to go play in the garage and we just closed the door. And in the garage there was like a separate room in the garage. So we're like in a room in a room. Fuck. So it's going to take a while club. before someone finds out what we're doing. It was super fight club. It was fight club and I don't remember I dude, I just remember like I shot in double leg, threw him on the ground. And I ended up getting to his back. And I i mean, this was early 80s. And like I said, we watched a lot of wrestling, dude. A lot of wrestling. <laughs> and in the early 80s, I mean, like, <clears throat> we, 
one of the moves that I knew was killer was the figure four leg lock. And I was clean at that. That was my game, boy. But another one that was really, really hard to pull off because I was a lot smaller than most guys was a, a move uh, that was made famous by the Iron Sheik. I don't know if you guys knew, remember his finish yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. He had a finish move that was called the Camel Clutch. And basically it was like you, mm-hmm. you get on somebody's back, you get them almost like in a full Nelson with your fingers like interlaced and you put that underneath their chin and you just uh-huh. pull back. So yeah, I got Kevin in the camel clutch and I did not <laughs> let go until that motherfucker started crying, dude. And I said, <laughs> say you're sorry. Say you're sorry. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then yeah, he went home crying and that was it. He never came back. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get for being named Kevin. That's what happens when you poke the bear, fool. Even if I was only 40 pounds. <laughs> Damn. Baby bear's savage. <laughs> it was. It was. It was sick, man. It was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, just like imagine you're fighting in front of your big brother. So you're not going to, you don't want to look sorry, dude. You're going to give it your all, bro. So I went a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> What did Chewie say after so that? I was just thinking, I, I don't even remember, dude, but I'm just thinking, like, who was he trying to set up? Was he trying to set up me or was he trying to set up Kevin? Who knows? But then that started getting me down the road of, uh, as you guys know, uh, Kevin Holland, UFC fighter, has been in the news a lot lately for uh, a handful of things. But one of the things that stood out to me was, uh, I think it was, like, back in February. Did you guys remember that he uh, – Flew in an internet troll that was just talking mad shit to him and decided that he was going to teach him a lesson. Anybody remember this? No. No. Tell us about it. All right. So I have it written down here as, let me see. Where the heck did it go? Oh, here we go. I think it was back in February. There was a guy that was talking shit to Kevin Holland. He got into his DMs and he was saying, uh, questioning his black belt in jujitsu, saying that he would sub him, saying he would kick his ass. Then he was saying he was ducking him. Well, finally, Kevin Holland had enough. And he actually flew the dude out, got him a hotel, took him out to dinner, and then the next day beat the shit out of him. (laughs) There's bits and pieces of the video up on YouTube. And I mean, I'm saying he beat the shit out of him, but it just looked like he was, they were just doing jujitsu. So he subbed him a few times. And then in one particular instance, he subbed him and then he like slapped him in the stomach with his bare hand because his shirt, his rash guard was lifted up. So they were, they both were in their gi. So it was a gi match. There's not a lot of the fight there. Just it starts off with them on their feet. The guy shoots in. They, he looks super tired. So who knows how long they had been going before. But it was a sorry takedown. Kevin stuffs it and then proceeds to get him in a Dars or an Anaconda, I want to say. And then the guy – eventually he does. But before he does that, the guy tries to do some bullshit-ass invert. When And then that's when Kevin sinks in the choke. And then he taps him. And then as soon as he taps him, that's when he slaps him in the stomach. Um but, what, dude, why would you do that? Why would you think that it's okay to call out a person that fights for a living? I don't know, man. Like, people fucking trying to get famous, too. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just like, hey, you know what? If I talk enough shit, I'll get my 15 minutes and people will notice me. I mean, it could be a good strategy. Think, think about it. Think about it. What if the dude is actually pretty fucking good in jujitsu? And he ends up fucking right, subbing, okay. you know, Kevin Holland. You know what I mean? Like, that could be, like, his starting point to do something good. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. That could All be right, a motivation. So check this out. Let me, let me tell you about another story. There's a man by the name of Patrick Martin who wanted to call out a former UFC fighter. And th- this story goes back to 2000. Gosh, I didn't get the dates. But this is, like... Early 2000s, 2006, 2007, somewhere around that time. Uh, Josh Near, Josh the Dentist Near. I don't know if you guys remember that guy. He used to be a welterweight fighter in the UFC. 
Well, no. this guy starts, same deal. This guy starts messaging him, says, full contact, me and you Monday. You pick the gloves. I recommend 16 ounce. Four ounce, I'll put you in an ambulance. Ask Mike Benya. I'll be there Monday. And then Josh says, you're tripping. We don't need any gloves. See you on Monday. Then the dude replies back. We'll see if you if you're tough. You said you box at 18. You won't hit me. Guaranteed. Laying your little ass out. You were the worst fighter at champions. I know Pat. I come from Peñas. Remember that, bud. You won't choke. Submission. Nothing you're good at. So you better have hands. The dentist. LOL. You're a fucking joke. You will respect me though, and I hope we can be friends afterwards. I'll send you guys this video. Maybe I can post the link later. But the video is only 36 seconds, and you forward a little bit later, and it's them in a, in the in the gym fighting, and Josh Neer has the dude um, almost turtled up on his side, kind of like, like in a fetal position. Dude, he drops like eight uncontested elbows on him and Fuck. then switches and drops like three or four more right hands, and then like a bunch of guys come in to break him off. But before they pull him off, he kicks him in the stomach hella hard. <laughs> Shit. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, one was, that one was brutal, dude. It was like watching a very bad, bad street fight. So, again, when keeping it real goes wrong. And, again, I'll, I'll send you guys that link so you can check it out. Uh, another time this ended up happening was with a fighter that we're all familiar with, Josh Koscheck. You guys remember Koscheck? Yes. Oh, yeah. Not a fan favorite, nonetheless, but this is a cool story. So not soon after he finished the being on the Ultimate Fighter, you know, Ultimate Fighter Season 1, he was part of that first class. Um and for some reason, he started training with Jennifer Alcorn at like Gold's Gym here in Fresno. So he kind of settled here in the valley, and he would get a lot of a lot of like gigs showing up uh, and just doing like meet and greets. So I read somewhere in one of the forums on Sure Dog that one weekend he was doing a meet and greet at a local car dealership when like a bunch of biker guys showed up on street bikes. And one of them, and they get in line to get an autograph. And one of them keeps asking Koscheck, "Hey, if I fight you and I beat you, can I? Does that like I can be in the UFC? Does that get me in?" And I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm not familiar with Kos or his his uh, sense of humor, but he was taking it as a joke, and he said, "Yeah." And he says, "Okay, well, where can I fight you?" And Kos tells him to show up at AKA in San Jose. Gives him the address, and he says, okay, I'll be there on Monday. Dude, the guy fucking shows up. No. <laughs> yeah, the guy shows up. There's a there's video of this. And <clears throat> shout out, Carrie Reyes, one of our former training partners over at Dethrone. Crazy Carrie. When I told him this story, he goes, yeah, I know. I was there. I filmed it. I'm like, shut up, dude. You're such a liar. Dude, he is because you can hear his voice on the video. He's like, yeah, we're at AKA San Jose, whatever. So it's dead on him. He wasn't lying. So fast forward back to the fight. He interviews the dude and the dude shows up with some friends on bikes and they put on gloves. They put on uh, the what you call it, the um, headgear and they go at it. I think they did like three rounds where it was like. One round of jujitsu, then one round of striking, kind of like mixing it up, you know? And Koss gets an arm bar. Koss, like, drops him with a body shot. Koss drops him with a high kick. Like, he just schools him, dude. He schools him. Uh, but he doesn't go as hard as Josh Near. So he teaches him a lesson, but he doesn't make him uh, see death, I guess, as, you, as Josh Near did. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, just another instance of when people think that it's okay to do stuff like that. Like, dude, I wouldn't call out a doctor and be like, fool, I can cut meat better than you can cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't call out. I don't know. I, I mean, th maybe this is this might lead into what you're going to be talking about, because because I kind of have this to say about it. Or, whereas we're in this day and age now of Internet where 
everybody thinks that they can do and say whatever the fuck they want. And, and it's okay. Regardless of what they're saying or what they're doing, as long as they think that it's okay. And it's not okay, obviously. And unfortunately we can't do what these fighters did. And they're lucky that they didn't get arrested. Uh, AKA, and I'm not talking about the gym. I'm talking about Cain Velasquez, who you guys all know has been in the news recently for taking the law into his own hands. And Dude, a thousand times out of a thousand times, we would all do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? We all want to do that. So uh, hopefully things get situated over there. But uh, yeah, man, that's my story. When keeping it real goes wrong. Shout out, Kevin. I hope you're doing fantastic. And I hope your vertebrae uh, aligned back after that day. All right. That's good, man. That's good. I like that. I like that. Nice little levity to start Sunday morning. Cool shit. Yeah. Uh, and, <clears throat> and you want to go next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bring it down so that way you can bring it back up in the end. So that way it, yeah. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was listening to Frankie singing. I'm like, and it is your topic. And I'm like, damn, why do I always got to bring this shit down? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> nah, no. So, I mean, my topic I was thinking of, or wanting to talk about this way, especially with you guys. I mean, uh, you know, and for all the listeners out there that don't know, like, you know, Frankie is not only my my cousin, but he's like, you know, he's been like a brother. You know, like when he talked about, you know, the old Chewy and you know older cousin and everything like that. That was Frankie was like my Chewy. So that you know, growing up and everything. So, you know, Frankie's had to, because of my life, has built in as, you know, the older brother, you know, sometimes even the old, and sometimes even the father at times, you know. So, and because of, you know, Frankie, I've, I've grown to have a lot of people in my life that, you know, are now I would consider family. One would be, you know, Fonzo, you know, um, I met Fonzo because of, you know, Frankie. So, um, so, you know, come talking to you guys about this, you know, topic of, you know, how politics can ruin things and, 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 you know, just wanted to get your thoughts on it, you know, because like Frankie said, you know, people get online and, you know, and it, and just write whatever they want to write or say whatever they want to say. And it just, it turns things bad. And it, it just went from, you know, I was writing this paper this week and, you know, I was thinking about how politics used to be back in the day when we were younger, no one talked about politics, really. Like that was that thing you talked about, like in the privacy of your home, maybe. And even that, it was kind of like, Hey, who'd you vote for? No, I don't know. I'm, I'm not telling you. I just voted. Like, you don't know when you really talked about it. Now, Word, today, it was, it was. It, yeah, and then, you know, and was, then not only that, like, I always think, like, how people talked about politics. Like, there wasn't mm-hmm. no, there wasn't no mudslinging. It was just facts. It's just, this is what it is. Or maybe it wasn't facts. But there was definitely, like, no name calling. There wasn't people saying, hey, it's their fault. It's this fault. It's like, Regardless of who you voted for or and whether they won or not, or like, all right, we're in the boat. We're all in this yeah. same boat. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you pick to to lead the boat. Now we're in the boat and we gotta live in this boat. So how can we fix the boat? That's right where right. I feel things have changed. Yeah. And even 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 on on that note, like, you know, after like it doesn't it would like once that person got elected, whoever whatever one you voted for, whatever, it, like you said, everyone was in the boat, but you didn't go back and were like, oh, you know, and just like, you know what, I can't, you know, I can't even be friends with you, or you can't even, you can't even be my cousin, yeah. or yeah. you know, whatever. It's like, whoa, it's like changing it. And I was talking to, um, to, uh, to Justin not too long ago, and he was even telling me that, you know, even on these like dating websites, they're even even putting that as the initial thing. So you're like telling some, you know, you're cutting people out of your life you haven't even met before, don't even know their background or anything, just based on who they voted for like I mean, yeah, that's fucking lame. Such a, it's such a crazy but you know thing, what you know that should be a sign to him to be like oh i don't even need to talk to a person like that because they're, they're right. so close-minded you know what i'm saying like right why would you even mm-hmm. want to ah, yeah that's too bad but that's the way it is you know what i'm saying like because you love pineapple on pizza <laughs> alfonso <laughs> yeah, i don't know right. if you love pineapple on pizza like strawberries I, on my I pizza personally Okay, well, there you go. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Alfonso's any different because he likes strawberries on his pizza or because he puts pinto beans on his pizza. You know what I'm saying? Who cares? 
that's just yeah. a yep. part of what makes Alfonso. And and unfortunately, maybe it could be that the relationships aren't strong enough to overcome those differences. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, why would I hate you? Because you're like, nah, dude. Return of the Jedi is by far the best Star Wars movie of all time. Time, and I'm like, nah, fool. Empire Strikes Back is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. Who gives a fuck? Okay, if that's right. what you think, you're allowed to think that, and doesn't make you any less or any better than someone else who thinks differently. So just let it go. Right, but it's so it's just so much. So, I just like this, this day and age. It's just so much with like internet and everything. It's like mm-hmm. you get you get a it lot of people. It doesn't stop. People don't mm-hmm. unplug. Mm-hmm. When things get real, you know, like you said, when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> here, here's. Well, my thought on that too, though, is um, you're right. At, um, you hear a lot more about it now, you, like politics and, and you know just people's opinions and stuff like that. <clears throat> and I think that's the major issue, like with social media and the internet and technology and stuff like that. Like it gave a voice to everybody, and that's one of the things that we didn't have before, right? Like. People weren't getting on TV and the radio and shouting, you know, what their what their opinions were. And mm-hmm. I think that kept everything low key. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that I think is part of the problem. The fact that so many people are voicing their opinions about what's going on. So they're maybe not having those conversations in private. You know what I mean? Like they should. For example, look, I, I don't think that that like like couples like because you just mentioned dating right i don't think couples mm-hmm. have to have 100 percent unison when it comes to their political views you know of course that's not going to happen you know what i mean like you have dissenting views and that's okay but the problem is that like you're not having these conversations in private with your partner because there are some topics that are gonna make or break you you know what i mean like there's some things that you can disagree with so fundamentally that you know you may not be able to continue a relationship with your partner. You know what I mean? It just, they're, they're just some things they are just deal breakers. It's kind of like, you know, spending money. Just don't you know be a mean? Dallas Cowboys fan. And then you don't got to worry about it. <laughs> you, but you know what I mean? It's like that spending money. It, it like money yeah. is such a big topic in, in, in a relationship that if you and your partner are not um, at least in a place where both of you can be comfortable living in that space, like then that relationship isn't going to work out very well. So, in not every single thing about politics is like that, but there are some very fundamental items in politics that could cause that that type of an issue, right? So you should be having these conversations with your partner in private, right? And figuring out if we can go ahead and, and you know live together and continue the relationship. The problem is that these conversations are not happening in private; they're happening in public. Like partner or people are, in general are putting this out on the internet. So, and then what they're putting out on the internet isn't really also their own views is kind of somebody else's views recycled all and then spat back out. Like it's memes. You know what I mean, it's, it's political memes and it's, it's somebody else's views that you're just putting back out to the internet. It's not even what you think. And I think that's the biggest problem here. So people look at that. They look at those memes. They can be misinterpreted. They can, uh, they, they might not be telling the full friends. story. Right. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And then, you know, people can look at those and whether it's like your, your, your romantic partner or your friend or your cousin or your mom or your whatever, these people can look at these means anything that you're putting out. And yeah, I mean, at this day and age, people can get triggered by those things. And then that causes problems. And why does it cause problems? Because you're not talking about it in, 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 in private. It's all in the public space, so it's 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 so easy to um, to misinterpret, to uh, to misconstrue, and just to kind of label each other and then put each other on a negative space. You know what I mean? Where yeah. if we had these conversations in private, you would get to know people, right? Like you and like we we, we uh, let's. I mean, honestly, the yeah. three of us here have very different political views, right? Um, I don't think we've had full conversations about them 100%, but we had a few conversations here and there. So, you know, we're, you know, we all know where each other stands. Mm-hmm. And, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop being your friend. Why? Because we've had some of these conversations already. 
Does that make sense? But some somebody who might not know you or yeah. might not know me, and I start putting this stuff out there, well, can be automatically shut off because of what I'm putting out there. And right, we haven't right. had that conversation where we can kind of reach some sort of either like just a level of understanding as individuals. And I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem is that just people are putting it out there without like having those private conversations. Yeah, I definitely have noticed that. Like, you know, amongst all the friends and everything like that, I know I've noticed that there's um and again, these are I mean, I'm you guys are all my friends. I mean not Frankie because he's family, but uh all everyone that's been on the show or whatever, um, that's typically on our on our show, you know, all are Frankie's friends and I know them because of Frankie. You know, and I've noticed, you know, from the outside looking in, like you got, yeah, you're right. A lot of you guys have different Dan, Eddie, you know, you, Frank, Hung, you know, all have, you know, similar and different, you know, background, different views and um, political views and everything. And it's good. And it's never, as far as I know, it's never, you know, caused any risk between everything. And Frankie and I will have conversations, we'll have some deep conversations. Not too long ago, we had, you know, a deep conversation. It, it kind of, it went, you know, a few days long conversation, um, but it never changed the relationship. But I mean, you think about it now, like it's even becoming a thing where not only what you say, but how you dress, what you wear, you know, is even spotlighting where your views on stuff and people are, ta- are taking that and, and running with it. I'm not going to stop wearing Crocs, Ant. got to stop with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I draw the line, man. Fuck you. <laughs> just be, just do you, Alfonso. Just do you, bro. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate that. Just not in public. Just don't do yourself in public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're right, man. You're right. It it is it's 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 interesting the way things have changed. Um, you know, but <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. How we grew up, you know? Very yeah, and and, and the you know the world is different in in that way. So, what's the answer? I don't know, man. I mean, because the internet isn't gonna isn't gonna shut off. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's gonna keep going. Um, so you know, people are gonna have that voice, and what they choose to do with it is gonna you know it's always gonna impact what how people view them. So yeah. It is what it is, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I think maybe just we we have to, <clears throat> as a culture, as, as everybody put together, we just kind of have to see how it's affecting us and maybe change the way we do things um, and how we interact with the internet. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That, that's a tough one. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, even, you know, as we go on time, it's just going to make it that much harder for people to to do that because it's so easy to be on the internet, you know, and like, like you said, you know, do things, do things that they normally wouldn't do face to face, you know? Yeah. 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 The keyboard warriors out there, you know, that's unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know, that some people can't have civilized conversations about certain topics without feeling like they got to put somebody down instead of adding to the topic or to the conversation, help them to understand, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, but, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, good will prevail and we'll figure out how to communicate like we used to face to face. But in this, whatever this next version of communication is online, you know, whether it right. be the you know metaverse now or 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 how we communicate through our texts or our apps or videos or whatever. But we definitely got to change because as a society, as a world, it's not fun out there if if you allow that stuff to get to you you know what i'm saying like sometimes i'll start reading comments about stuff and then i get filled with all this anger and rage and i'm like that's just turn it off Mm -hmm. who cares let them you know let it be and just don't you know so some people like pineapple some people don't whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) Well, our listeners out there will take what we said and, and think think on that, and maybe we can maybe we can be the you know the 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 spark that leads to a fire of change. No, yeah, damn, sure, man, that's what I'm talking about. Getting <laughs> philosophical up in here. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm All not right. crying. You're crying. 
I know. <laughs> We're goddamn revolutionary, ant. Just remember, remember me. Remember me. <laughs> 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 all, all right, right, all right Fonz, bring us back. Bring us back. All right, all right. So. My topic, actually, you know what? It's actually a nice little segue because we're talking about the future, right? Um, okay. So, so the Kardashev scale is what, what I'm talking about today, and it was uh, originally designed by whoa shit, my computer just took a shit. All right, by um, by Russian astrophysicist um, Nikolai Kardashev in 1964. Okay, so it, it's basically a theory of of um, you know the types of uh, civilizations that can exist in 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 the universe, um, and it's based off of energy and how civilizations use energy. And he, his original um, uh, design was three different um, what's it called um, scales. So it's a three tier scale. So a type one civilization is a civilization where they can use they, they they're able to harness the entire energy of their planet uh and the energy coming from their home star right so basically they're able to like us. take that energy huh like us kind of like right now would we be would we be considered well, level one no actually and if you take what we're doing right now and plug it into the Kardashev scale we're actually a type zero civilization. We're not a type mm. one yet. We're not even at that level. Yeah. So because okay, oh. so right now the the Earth, um, we're using mostly um, fossil fuels for for energy. Right. We're using uh, coal, oil, that kind of stuff for energy. So that stuff is going to run out eventually. I mean, we got shit ton of it, and it's going to be a while before it runs out. Um, but it's going to run out. I mean, there's no way you can sustain this on a galactic scale. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do much with it. Like, you can't. We we've kind of gone like this is this is the most we're ever gonna do with fossil fuels. Um, a rocket to Mars, where people can go, is probably the most we're gonna be able to do. Like, we're not gonna get get be able to do very much more with it. Does that make sense? Because it just it just Definitely, yeah, it doesn't give you that much not, that much power. It's not efficient enough. Right, right. So, um. We're not, we're not, we're not there yet. So type one is where you can take the energy from the sun, from the earth, like geothermal, like, you know, um, the power, like from a hurricane, the power from fucking, um, you know, earthquake, like just different power that the, the world itself generates and convert that into usable energy. Right. So you're using all this energy that is just available, right. Or you can take water from the oceans and then split the atoms or, um, you know, or, or fuse the atoms and create energy that way. You know what I'm saying? Like you're using all your resources, um, of the planet plus the sun, you know, the sun, um, photons and, and energy that comes off the sun to power everything that you need basically for, for the, for the earth. So that would be a type one civilization. And, um, so right now there, uh, the, another, current modern astrophysicist, uh, Michio Kaku. Have you guys ever heard about him? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I love watching this dude. He's like, he's, I, I love watching his series and stuff like that. So he's got his own take on what, what, uh, what it would take. And his theory is that we're about a hundred years away from becoming a type one civilization right now. So we're right at the cusp, dude, we're right at the cusp of becoming a type one civilization. And what he says, the way we can do that right now is by um, either building um, solar um, collectors, but in space, in orbit. So what what he imagines we do, these giant satellites, you know, orbiting the Earth up in space, collecting the sunlight um, or any other type of solar energy, and then beaming beaming down to Earth uh, via microwaves. And then storing it on Earth, so that way we can use it. Now, the problem with that is is energy storage, and that's what's really keeping us from being a Type One civilization is the fact that we just really suck at storing energy. It's not that we don't have energy to to that that we can't like like capture the energy of like let's say geothermal or lava or or, or things like that, or but, a fart. Yeah, or a fart exactly. So 
it's not that we don't have the capacity to capture that that energy. It's that we don't have really a good capacity to store it for long periods of time and then use it whenever we need. Like our storage capacity sucks. So if we can find good breakthroughs in energy storage, we can take advantage of more um, of that energy that we can use to power whatever we need, cars, houses, you know, all that stuff. So he's he's his theory is that we're about 100 years away from being, being able to do that. And we might be even closer than that, like, because all it really takes is, and you guys have seen this happen, is one amazing breakthrough to change everything. I mean, think about the, like, back when we went to school, the Industrial Revolution. How quick was that, dude? I remember learning about the Industrial Revolution when I was, like, what, like, fifth grade? When is when you started learning about that shit? And I thought it was, like, fucking 100 years ago when that happened or 200 years ago when that happened. It wasn't, dude. It was, like, it was, like, you know, less 30 than, years ago. It was, no. yeah, it was. It wasn't even that long ago, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, you got cars, you got trains, you got fucking factories, you got, you know, and then like 40 years later, you got the internet. You know what I mean? Like how fast things progress. So, but that, was, only, that was only because aliens, bro. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Because well, thank mm -hmm. you for shedding light on that. I was going to say, yep. I'm just saying the next breakthrough technology, but really, you mean when we steal the next technology from the next UFO we find? Exactly. Go. Exactly. All right. Well, that could be it too. Maybe we'll just gotta kidnap some smarter, smarter motherfuckers. You know, maybe the ones that we've been capturing are just like low-level fuckers. They don't. They just gave us crap. Um. All right. Yep. All right. They barely gave us touchscreen. All right. I'll <laughs> I'll tell the CIA to step it up. Find find the big guns. Um, so dude, yeah, so that's a... waiting for our hoverboards. <laughs> and, uh, dude, I've been waiting since freaking Back to the Future too. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. So that's a Type One civilization, um, and it's basically just using you know your own your own um, home star and planet for energy instead of you know fossil fuels or anything else that's going to just not as efficient. Type two civilization is being able to use like and actually now harness the power of the star. So before you're just like taking like just whatever the sun gives you now, like you're actually like encompassing your star with this like collection device. Like you're like you're basically you don't need your star for warmth or anything like that. Like you can provide that shit on your own and your planet. So your star just becomes like a fucking giant like I don't know, like a like a furnace kind of a thing. Um, do you guys remember, uh, you guys saw that the last infinity, uh, infinity war, right? Remember, remember when Thor goes, remember when Thor goes to that, uh, to the dwarf, um, star and he gets his new, uh, his new or not infinity war. This was a uh, end game when he gets stormbreaker, his new fucking axe yeah. hammer. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Remember that device that was around that star Uh huh. that was powering the furnace. So imagine something like that around the sun. And you're using that to collect sun power to fucking fuel all your shit. You know what I mean? So oh, the type two civilization. Now we're going to go to another galaxy. Now exactly. So, so in that, you're using your sun's power. And then you can also use like things like fucking um, dark matter and um, coll collisions with um, – or not dark matter, antimatter collisions with, with uh, matter to – create more energy as well and that can boost up your rockets now you can take off and visit other planets uh possibly possibly a nearby star you know things like that and that would be a type two civilization you're talking galactic silver surfer shit right now yeah <laughs> and a type three civilization is one that can oh can harness the power of the entire galaxy dude like so you can take power the same things but just all kinds of stars. So think of Star Wars. You know how they can travel all, all around their galaxy? You have all these different yeah. like planets and star systems. Yeah, that would be a Type 3 civilization. Ooh. So, though, I mean, obviously we're nowhere close to that. But the fact that we can be a Type 1 civilization pretty soon, that's pretty exciting, dude. And that's, you know, this is all, you know, um, comes from a, a, a the well, I guess... Uh, it's it's called futurism, which is you know, like a, a, a group of people or study that, that that thinks about the future and what's going to come. Um, Walt Disney is a big futurist, 
um, Tony Stark in the MCU is a futurist. That's what he's labeled as. So these are people who are kind of like always thinking about the future and what can be and where we are in our place in the future. And I don't know. I, I don't think I classified myself as a futurist because I'm not thinking about it. But I saw every time I think about the future and things like this, I get super excited. Right. Just because of all the, you know, all the things that could be, you know, what we're doing now, how can we push forward and, and maybe make this a reality? Uh, and even if this doesn't become reality, like one of the things that is always a constant is change. Right. Things are always going to change. Like that's a given. And if you haven't un like unpacked that concept for yourself, you're going to be left behind because you can't stop progress. You can't stop things from, from moving forward. They're going to be you moving forward with or without you from selling their parts and putting them in a jar. Unfortunately, you can't, you can't, I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm going to stop trying now. dude. You're, you're, free. Stop you're, free to, <laughs> you're free to stop. You're free to stop. Continue selling them, dude. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it, it's super cool that we might be 100 years away from or less from being a type one civilization and harnessing the power of our sun uh, and and Earth to fucking, you know, just see what we can do, dude. Maybe we can we can finally see a wormhole and go through and see what's out another planet. Be Take awesome. it easy, Alfonso. Alfonso, you're still not allowed in Tulare County. <laughs> <laughs> or a hundred meters around the school. <laughs> yeah. And libraries. <laughs> and water parks. <laughs> All listeners, I'm just joking. I'm completely joking. <laughs> totally joking. Yeah, joke. Just want to make sure that's known. <laughs> that's cool, man. No, that's crazy that that we're gonna be alive to see this progression of our planet evolving, but we still have people selling farts in jars. We still got people doing dumb TikTok dance videos. So that's cool. <laughs> oh, what if we if if we do discover a, a wor wormhole and then like we go to like Kepler twenty two B or something like that, and then there's other motherfuckers over there who are selling their farts in jars, and these motherfuckers just end up trading farts, dude, across a galactic scale. That's just fucking crazy. What if that's the key to intergalactic travel? That that that'll be the key to intergalactic <laughs> diplomacy, fool. That'll be the first trade See, you ever make with a different That'll be the that's where we lose everyone. And yeah, that's like, lost our last <laughs> <listener>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, all right. I don't right. know, man. I mean, you know, what you're saying or anything, I, I hear you. The, uh, and, you know, some of this stuff is pretty, you know, awesome if we could eventually do, you know, seeing galaxies and everything like that. Imagine, you know, gain some of those. But, you know, I think I'm more of a, a realist in, in some uh, situations. And, you know, I mean, I just think about, okay, you know, to get to this, this uh, what do you say, level one or category one or whatever, Yeah. you know, to get to that, I mean, what would have to happen, you know, the transition process of everything that is based off fossil fuels or, you know, like we're doing the whole, you know, there's a big push for electric cars and everything. But, you know, I think, you know, Frankie's had an electric car back in the, you know, when it, earlier on when they first came on and stuff and, you know, had battery issues or had some kind of issue. You know, there's only so many people that can work on these things. You know, or, you know, uh, a lot of people I've, that I've talked to that have had, you know, because I was looking into an electric vehicle at one point and, um, and there were, you know, some of the people that already gotten it were saying like, you know, well, once the, you know, the battery, something goes wrong with the battery, it's cheaper to buy a new vehicle than to get the, it fixed. Or, you know, there's, what if everyone is on these battery power vehicles or anything else that are using like this solar energy or whatever, you know. And those are, you know, they, they only last for so long. How do we recycle them? You know, what's the process on that? Where yeah. are we going to store them? How is that going to, you know, change things? Or, you know, um, I was watching the other day, you know, this, um, these, uh, you know, those energy post things that they have around town for, you know, people to recharge. 
there's a long line, you know, and there's a long line of them. Or not so long ago, there was a huge uh, snowstorm on the East Coast and people, you know, people were stuck on the highway and people that had gasoline vehicles were eventually able to, you know, go and get gas, put it in their vehicle and then, you know, you know, get away or get out. Uh, once they cleared uh, the accident and everything that was keeping them locked in this on the highway, but the people that had electric vehicles, they couldn't do that, you know? So, you know, I just think about like all those different aspects and how that would work and how it would transition, you know, and getting all that. I mean, sounds, I mean, it sounds great, but it just gives me, a, makes me think about a lot more questions, you know, that come yeah. from it. And, and that's legit, you know what I mean? Because with any technologies that arise, you always have, you know, those initial like issues, you know, you, yeah. And mm -hmm. it's, those are legitimate issues, you know, like there is a lot of cons currently with, you know, the push for, um, electric vehicles. And like I said, and the biggest problem is energy storage. And that's one of the biggest problems is causing, you know, us not to be able to develop it as, as, as it should. Um, so, but you know, people are always working on, on, on storage and, and breakthroughs, you know, and things like that. So we can hope, you know, and I'll just remind you, dude, when the first car came out, people were thinking, you know, we're like, dude, it's stupid. Why would you buy a car? when of course a lot cheaper yeah and it don't break down on you you know what i mean like it's fucking stupid and you know what i mean yeah. it, it just shit like that you know yeah i mean you gotta think about it man and for real man for fucking years it, it was true decades it was true like you know people were buying cars and it was breaking down after a year or so and only well, only fucking rich ass motherfuckers were able to have access to it not many mechanics knew about how to fix a car but Everybody knew how to take care of a horse. You know what I mean? Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so right. Um, I, we might be at that cusp, man. I don't know. But like I said, you know, things are going to change whether we want to or not. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to have we're going to write it anyways. Might as well be on the forefront. Most definitely. Most definitely. We got to try. Fortune favors the brave. All right, Frank, what you got? All right, man. My last story here is about a podcast I listened to a while back called Idolo, the Ballad of Chalino Sanchez. It was made by uh, a guy named Eric Galindo and Alejandro Mendoza. So if you listen to Eric's version, he says that the, the podcast is in English. You listen to Alejandro's version, it's all Spanish, but they're both going over the same facts. So for those of you out there that may not be familiar with Chalino, Chalino is just like this old school freaking Mexican singer. Some say he was like the father of corridos. So a corrido is basically like a song that's telling a story. Right, Fonzo? Yep. Yep. So it's specific stories. Mostly they're written Yo, about why don't, why don't drug traffickers me? or shooting people. <laughs> right, Wes? Sure. <laughs> For all you listeners out there that don't know, I don't speak Spanish, so that's why. <laughs> I have the no only idea. Spaniard born in Spain to never speak Spanish. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so most of these songs are just like songs for drug dealers, you know, and and in Mexico, there's a big drug culture. Uh, they're almost seen. Some of these guys are almost seen like Robin Hoods where, you know, they, they yeah, they make shitloads of money and they do a lot of bad stuff, but sometimes they do good stuff. Um, so they're kind of looked upon as heroes. And sometimes some of these corridos hit, boy, they got some jams. Um, I was, dude, after listening to this podcast, I got so much into corridos. I started looking on Fiverr to see if somebody could do a new theme song for us as a corrido. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it can happen. Who knows? Okay. But basically what this podcast was about, it's just like an autobiography of this guy, of this singer. And when you listen to it, you, you find out that he was more than a singer. This guy was a fucking hustler. He was a fucking, like, just a dude that stood up for his family, stuck to his guns, um, and never looked back, man. He lived, like, every day to the fullest. This guy knew how to party and have a good time. Um Chalino is from the state of Culiacan, I want to believe, I want to say, some little town. He yeah. had a pretty big family. Um, 
the podcast starts off by saying that when he was like 15 or 14, and some of the facts from this from the podcast aren't verified. This is just like what most people believe is the truth. And so they the story, because it's, it's almost like a legend. This is almost kind of like a Robin like Hood. A freaking, almost like a Robin Hood, but like uh who's the guy that I talked about? A bunch of Fonzo back in the day, one of the early 40s. The Mexican oh, guy. Oh, Joaquin Murrieta? Joaquin Murrieta. I can't believe I forgot his name. He's almost looked upon as like a Joaquin Murrieta type person. So yeah. well, the story the goes that when... when... <laughs> Negative. So Chalino, when he was like 14 or 15, they say that his sister was uh, sexually assaulted by like some high up drug dealer in town. Who was Shit. like head of a family, head of a head of a narco family, and Chalino never forgot. And he said that when he gets his first gun, he. So the story goes that he said that when he gets his first gun, he's gonna kill that motherfucker. And when he was seventeen, guess what? He got his first gun. And there was a big ass party in town, and Chalino was only seventeen at the time, so he was able to get go to the party. And he made his way all the way up to the head table where the guy was and pulled out his gun and shot the dude like, I don't know how many times, but he, he killed him. And he was able to get out in the ruckus because, you you know, nobody, nobody, I mean, I don't nobody think expected that, it. that they, yeah, nobody expected it. And there were a, a lot of witnesses to what, and I mean, there was a lot of witnesses, but nobody got a clear idea of who did it until much later when people started talking. So once he did that, he took off. He he got all his shit and just left town. And they say he didn't come back. And he ended up going to Tijuana and he worked in Tijuana as a coyote for a while, smuggling people back and forth across the border. Eventually, he also came made his way across the border and worked in various towns on the West Coast. All made his way actually all the way up to Oregon is what I read in one article. Uh, but eventually settled in L.A., Eventually, uh, Chalino got arrested for something and spent some time in jail. And in order to to fundraise, he started writing corridos for the people that were in jail. And who were the people that were paying him to write the corridos? They were just all the drug dealers. So some of these drug dealers liked the song so much that not only did they pay Chalino in cash, but they bought him cars, they bought him guns, they would give him drugs, all kinds of shit. And when he got out, he kept it up. Um, he ended up making a mixtape of his, he, he, well, rewind. He wrote a bunch of songs. He hired a band. He hired a singer to sing his songs and he wanted to make a tape. Well, the singer didn't show up. So he was like, fuck it. I'll start singing. And he started singing and he made all these tapes and he started selling them in downtown LA and it took off. It took off, and little by little, it started growing on the underground scene. He he started doing concerts in L.A., Tijuana. He would go to Texas. He would go to Arizona. Dude, he would do quinceañeras. <laughs> the dude that was saying the podcast was like, dude, it was no, it was no big deal for you to go to a quinceañera in the early nineties in L.A. In LA and Chalino would be singing corridos at the party. Badass, dude. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So yeah. eventually he he blew up and he made his way, started doing actual tours. And I think Alfonso, if I'm mis- not mistaken, he ends up doing a concert down in your old neck of the woods, down south. Yeah, and a Coachella. guy jumps on stage. Yeah, in Coachella, a guy jumps on stage while he's singing a song and tries to shoot him. Oh well, yeah. fucking Chalino is packing. He always packs, <laughs> so he pulls yeah. his gun out and he starts shooting this dude in a full-on concert. Dude starts oh, running shit. around. Chalino shot him. He shot him. I mean, I think like five people got shot. One guy actually ended up dying, including the guy who tried to shoot Chalino. Um, Chalino got shot. I think like two or three times. Ended up going to the hospital, but he survives and. Through him surviving this, he becomes like a legend because he does an interview from the hospital when people thought he was going to be dead. And he's like, nah, fool, check I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm going to keep on going. Like, you know what I mean? It was almost like a, 
like Tupac-esque, where he's just like laughing in the face of death. And he continued touring. And the story goes on that um, he was told not to go back to his hometown because they would kill him because they were looking for him. They'd been looking for him since he was a kid, since they found out that he killed the boss. And he didn't give a fuck. He went anyways. And he does a few concerts down there. And I think it was like the the third night of a of his concert in his hometown where he's singing a song. Someone, they say someone approaches the stage, hands him a, a, a piece of paper and he opens it up, crumbles it up. And he just keeps on going with the concert. And they say that the note said, you need to stop singing and get out of town right now, or you're going to die. And later that night, he ends up getting taken in by some people that were dressed up like federally, the federalis. And the next day, he's found dead, like in a field, I think, shot in the head. Yeah. And that's the story of Chalino. So it was a super good story, really good story to hear. Uh, What I did not like, though, was that the host of the version I listened to, because I listened to it in English, he just kept interjecting his own self into the story. Oh, when I heard or when I did or I would listen to – like he even – I can't tell you how many times the guy talked about some girl that he was crushing on in high school on this show. I can't, I'm forgetting the girl's name, but at the time I was like, dude, if you talk about Cindy one more time, <laughs> <laughs> that's why Cindy left your ass. That's she never, <laughs> that's why she never got with you fool. No, but for reals, you know what I mean? I, I kind of felt like the host took a little away from the story and tried to like, include his street cred or be like, ah, you know, when I was listening to Tupac walking to school in this neighborhood, people on the other side were listening to Chalino. And then I started listening, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool yeah. to, to do that when, that when, when you're telling a story and you're using it to drive the story forward. But if you're just putting stuff in just to put stuff in to make yourself sound cool or something, I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, I expected a whole lot more. I wanted to know more about Chalino. I wanted him yeah. to get, cause he did, they did an awesome job of interviewing a lot of people. I think they interviewed one of his form, like his first accordion player. They interviewed uh, his sister or his ex-wife. I think it was his ex-wife. And then just a bunch of people that knew Chalino actually, you know, so it was, it was, that was cool. They did they did their homework. They brought a really good story to the table. I would love to see them do more stories on on other people, not just Mexican artists, but other you know what I mean? Anybody that you would you would want to know about. You know, I know Johnny Cash was a badass motherfucker. I'd like to know some stuff about him that we don't know about, you know. Um right. but there's a bunch of other Mexican singers as well that are some badass dudes that we should that we should definitely be hearing about. So uh, if you got some time, check it out. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you find our podcast, you're going to find this podcast. Uh, again, one more time, Idolo, the ballad of Chalino Sanchez, the Mexican Hell Robin yeah. Hood. That's yeah, you might want to you might want to spell that out for some of us. Uh, you know, that might have a little trouble looking that it's up. Basically, Idol with an O at the end. Got it. I- Yep. And uh, I just want to add, Frank, that uh, there is a video on YouTube of him getting that note um, in, in, in that concert. And you can see him reading it and then just like crumpling up, like you said. And I think he just puts it in his pocket uh, and then just continues singing. He just continues with the concert. Like, you know, he was warned, but he just didn't care. He just continued singing. Um, but yeah, so there's a video on YouTube about it. So I, I forget what song he's uh, he's singing. Uh, I think it might might have been um, Las Nieves de Nero. I think it might be that song. So if you want to search through Las Nieves de Nero, Chalino Sanchez live uh, concert, um, you can see that that where he gets that. Note. Cool. I'll try to look for. I'll try to look for it and see if I can post it somewhere, yeah. maybe on our Facebook page or on our Insta, and I'll tag you guys. Yeah. Yep. That's cool my shit, story. Man. That's the last one, brother. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, that's a man. good one, man. So was that like the the birth of gangster rap in America in LA? <laughs> mm, well, because at that time NWA was already like going off. You know what I mean? Ice T, oh, okay, okay. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that was already popping yeah. off. That was a different a different scene, but they were both going on at the same time, and and right, right. you know they they really did mirror each other in some ways. You know what I mean? Because they would talk it, about mm-hmm. drugs, they would talk about the violence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did Tupac and Chalino, Chalino meet? I think there was a picture on the internet uh, about them meeting, but I don't know if it was a fake or for real. But there's a picture on the internet uh, with them, like like. Depends on if they're saying they're both still alive. Yeah, look, <laughs> look let me. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna send this to you. But there is a picture of them shaking hands. Like uh, Chalino's got his strap on on around his waist, and then uh, Tupac is just kind of. They're both just looking at the camera. But I don't know if it's a Bonzo, real if picture. That or picture at the squat image. mall. I'm never gonna talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> Fool! It is on a. It hey, is on a T-shirt. On a shirt. <laughs> With Marilyn Manson with arms all tatted up. I mean, Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, fool. They, both, right. they both got with Marilyn Monroe, it says here. Oh. It says on their Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be real. Um, but anyways, that, that's right, cool, man. man. Yeah, thanks. Cuz, you got anything yeah. you guys want to add before we wrap this up? Fonzo, cuz? No, but we definitely got to talk later about the Masvidal uh, Colby uh, Covington fiasco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be pressing charges, catching a case for sure. <laughs> we'll save that one for next week. Oh man, I just gotta say um, it was good talking to you guys today. Some good topics, um, like always. Can't wait for next forties with friends. Um, I'll have to uh, come up with a cool little topic for next time. But yeah, thanks, man. Cool yeah, man, way to start for, my Sunday. Yeah, thanks for having uh, having me on. I, I you know I always enjoy talking with you guys, listening to the old folks stories, and uh, I will definitely make sure to bring something a little more uh, lighthearted next time for our listeners. Yeah, whatever we whatever we do, you know what I mean. Whatever you're feeling like talking about, it's all good. Um, I got to get outside and start mowing the lawn before it rains. I guess. <laughs> Hate real life. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week. Hope you guys enjoy these stories. If there's something you guys want us to talk about in the future, hit us up on our Facebook page, on our Insta page, on our website, jujiterocc2c.com. Look for that little microphone icon down on the bottom right-hand corner. Click on it. Leave us a voicemail. Whatever you want to talk about, we're here to listen. Until next time, Jujitero, stay safe out there. Keep rolling and training, and we hope to hear from you soon. Peace. This is the motivation.